0: This is a Village Soundcast Network original production.
1: This is Less Than Live with Cater Die, a bi weekly podcast about comics from all angles. I'm going to talk to you about what I'm reading and doing in the industry, as well as interviewing some of my friends and favorite creators. So come along with me on this journey into geek culture. On today's show, Let's get weird. We're talking to Chris Sabella, writer of both High Crimes and Welcome Back, who is living for a month at a clown motel in small town Nevada. Settle in for a spooky October listen and get inspired by the wonders of comics and clown funding. Well, hi, everybody, and uh, welcome back. This episode's going to be a weird one, because we're talking to Chris Sabella later on from the Clown Motel. I just got a tattoo, took some painkillers, and uh, there's one beverage here which might or might not be alcoholic. So bear with me, and let's have an awesome, weird time. Um, <laughs> New York Comic Con just happened, and so much stuff got announced that it feels sort of overwhelming. Um, so we talked a little bit in the last episode, I guess, uh, about Hellcat, which I'm now writing for Marvel, which is crazy exciting and is going to start coming out in December, which seems insane. Um, it's being it's it's all being put together right now, and it's it's quite an experience. Um, I'm so excited for that. And then at New York Comic Con, they also announced that I'm writing Vamparella, which I have known for a while, but you are just learning. And isn't that insane? Um, <laughs> Gail Simone has been doing some really awesome work at Dynamite on these sort of classic characters for a long time, and and changing them a lot, and changing the way they're written a lot. And and you know they've they've shown up in numerous instances as being very cheesecakey, and I love the classic characters and I do love the camp and I love the the B-movie horror stuff but uh, she is changing sort of the way that they're written and the way that they are viewed and it's very cool it's very cool that Dynamite's doing it it's pretty progressive for that company and uh, for those characters and it's awesome you know it's not feminists coming in to ruin the fun it's just coming in to change it and and make it a little different and it's uh, it's still going to be really sexy and great so um, the first announcement was that Marguerite Bennett one of my favorite people and a previous guest On the show uh, is going to be taking over Red Sonia, which is very, very cool uh, writing wise. And uh, then I'm going to be writing Vampirella. Um, so it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. There's a lot of stuff happening. There's a new writer on Deja Thors 2. All kinds of stuff is happening. Frank Barbiera is going to be doing that one. Um, So yeah, they announced Vampirella's new costume, which is drawn by Nicholas Scott, um, who is incredible. And uh, yeah, we will see her in her old costume as well. But how nuts is that? <laughs> I mean, Hellcat and Vampirella. It's crazy to me too. It's very exciting. Um, and I was sort of in a lull writing-wise um, a lot of stuff I had been working on was Ending. I wasn't really sure what was happening. And then all this stuff exploded and it's so wonderful uh so that got announced also um my boyfriend and also a really awesome writer what a coincidence (laughs) jeremy who again has also been on the show big surprise um he and i are going to be collaborating on a story for the attack on titan anthology that's going to be coming out which has a crazy crazy all-star cast of contributors it's like i didn't even know but the names on there are are just it was wild miguel simone and and the hanukas and and Kevin Wada and Faith Erin Hicks, and it's just, like, everybody. It's incredible. So we're going to be writing a cool horror story for that, and uh, it's fun to write with him. Jeremy's so great, and uh, I, I haven't collaborated writing-wise before, but it's pretty great when you can do it with someone that uh, you date. I guess that's ideal. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not if you fight, but we get along great. So that um, all came out within the span of a month, Um And uh, comics is such a weird industry that way, because it seems like I have all this crazy stuff happening now, even though I've been working on it for such a long time. And it does sort of seem like uh, it goes from all these announcements to nothing for six months, and then you get all these announcements, and uh, it's pretty crazy, but... Golly. Uh, (laughs) So Hellcat, yeah, it starts coming out in December. Vampirella, I think March is the tentative date for that. Um, Attack on Titan, I'm not sure yet. Um, But it's going to be big and it's going to be great. So if you like reading comics that I've written, I have... Good news for you, <laughs> there are going to be a lot of them. Um, also, uh, I should mention the the last Adventure Time book that I'm going to be writing, um, as far as I know, is coming out uh, soonish, and that one is called Masked Mayhem, and that is all about uh, BMO and Jake. Uh, it's pretty much a Halloween book. They told me I couldn't write a Halloween book, so I wrote a masquerade book, um, <laughs> and it works for every holiday now. I just really like Halloween. Um. I'm not really sure what else to catch everybody up on. We haven't done a straightforward episode in a while, uh, but that seems like most of it. Um, you can find out everything about what I'm doing and what's coming out now on kateleth.com. I have a, a proper formal website now and as well on Twitter, which you can also check into to find out how I feel about Captain America's um, fictional sex abilities. So, you know, whatever you're into, uh, it's out there. <laughs> um. We'll move along. Thank you to everyone also for coming out to our uh, Tepatakon show in uh, East Hampton. That was really awesome. And thanks to my guys in the studio, Luke and Jason, for coming and making such an awesome time. And to Erica for being such a great guest. And to those cocktails for getting us through the weekend. <laughs> um, I'm not doing any more U.S. shows this year. I might be doing a signing, although uh, the details are not set in stone yet, so I can't tell anybody. <laughs> Which, that's awful. Sorry. I might be coming. Um but uh, I am doing some dates overseas, so let me tell you about
2: that. She was here, and now she-
1: So while there was no DICE this year, much to my great disappointment, and hopefully there will be one next year, uh, I am coming back to Ireland, and I could not be more excited for it. Uh, I won't have my boyfriend in tow this time, such a shame, but I will be there, and I'm also going to Thought Bubble beforehand. I'm doing this whole Ireland-UK mini book tour thing that is uh, really exciting, and um, I do really, really want to thank Big Bang Comics and uh, Orbital as well for helping bring me out there and make this happen and put everything together, because they have been so understanding of my crazy schedule and uh, weird living situation. So, if you want to find me, uh, the whole trip starts Wednesday, November 11th at Orbital Comics, which is in London. Um, It's 6 to 7 p.m. It is all ages, and it is free. Um, I will be signing. I might have some prints. I'm not really sure yet, but uh, it's going to be a great time. It's my first time in London. I'm very excited. (laughs) I am really, really hoping I can find a way to squeeze in the Harry Potter tour, but I'm only there for like a day and a half, Um, so we'll see what happens, but uh, I'm going to get to King's Cross and take a picture with the stupid Platform 9 and 3 quarters thing if it's it kills me. Um, so, yes, please come out to that. Come to Orbital. Um, I'm also probably going to be doing some signings with them at Thought Bubble. Things are still being arranged. Um, you can check everything out about Thought Bubble segue uh which is in leeds and it is the weekend of november well it's the whole weekend november 9th to 15th but i will be there over the weekend uh, from the 13th to 15th uh so yes again that's in leeds it's a huge comic festival there are so many great people coming um just look up thought bubble thought bubble festival and you can find all of the info and their beautifully made website like kudos to them it's gorgeous (laughs) um saturday night i know for sure There's going to be a party, and I'm DJing for half an hour, which seems insane. I got roped into this by Kieran Gillen somehow, which is a a great thing to be able to say. Um, So if you really like Carly Rae Jepsen, uh, you should come to that party because I can guarantee we're going to be rocking out to boy problems uh, in Leeds. So you should go to that. I'm also... Not that you care, but probably going to go to the Mountain Goats concert that happens to be there the same night that I am in Leeds, uh, which would be awesome. So, yes, I will be there at Thubble, Thought Bubble, Thubble? Whatever. Um, I'm going to be at Thought Bubble all weekend, and you can find me either at my table with Big Bang or Orbital. Um, We're going to be doing some panels. All of that is going to be on the website for the show itself. Um, So after that is over, and we all cry and weep because I've heard it is one of the best shows in the world, and golly, just golly, I can't wait to go. Um, Afterwards, I am shipped down to Dublin, Ireland, one of my favorite places in the world, um, and I'm doing a signing at Big Bang Comics – which is in Dundrum Place, also one of my favorite places in the world, Uh, uh, Wednesday 18th of November or November 18th, depending on what you prefer. Um, And that is from 6 to 10 p.m. It is also all ages and free. Um, I'll have tons of books there, new stuff, prints, whatever. Uh, So if you weren't able to make it to Leeds, uh, which I understand it's pretty far from Ireland, um, you should come out. You should come out, and uh, we will be having a wonderful time. I can just guarantee that. So, it is one of my last appearances for this year. I'm going to be making the con circuit a lot more heavily next year, especially if I'm living in the States. Couldn't do it this year on account of the visa, but I will be at lots of shows next year. I'm definitely going to be at Emerald City Comic Con. I can tell you that for sure. Everything else, uh, you'll find out when I find out. <laughs> uh, I read a lot of comics recently, so let's get
2: to those. Do, 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 do.
1: So the last episode, we didn't actually talk comics, comics too much. Um, Our live show was so awesome that we felt it stood on its own. Um, But there's been so much good stuff coming out, which I know I say every time, but luckily in our industry, that is always true. Um, One of the books I've been most looking forward to for months and months and months, uh, because I love both of the main creators involved, is Paper Girls. And uh, I talked to Chris about that a little bit later in the show, but it is... So good. Um, (laughs) It's Brian K. Vaughan, who wrote uh, Saga and Why the Last Man, so you know he's one of the best writers out there. Uh, Working with Cliff Chang, who is a personal favorite artist of mine, um, someone whose work I became aware of um, a few years ago on the internet when he did some really cool redesigns of the Justice League as a punk band, which were great. And then he was the artist on the relaunch of Wonder Woman uh, with Brian Azzarello, and his designs in that series are just so top-notch. Cliff is, I mean, he's he's so great. <laughs> he listens to the podcast sometimes. So hi, Cliff, you're amazing. Um, so this series is about four girls in the 1980s who are paper delivery girls uh, in a small town in, I believe, Ohio or a similar area. And uh, they discover on the morning between Halloween and November 1st at about 4 o'clock in the morning, because they are paper delivery girls, uh, some really messed up stuff some supernatural goings-on and then the end of the issue is a crazy cliffhanger that i don't know what it means but i really want to know more um (laughs) it's just a really cool diverse cast of young girls and uh they're pretty pretty neat and pretty badass and uh, i definitely would have watched the now and then-esque film on the same topic had it existed at the time um It's super great. It's a huge, oversized first issue, and it's only $2.99, which is great. And if I said the word great enough times, do you get the picture? You should read Paper Girls. (laughs) It's just so awesome when you look forward to something for so long, and then it lives up to your expectations. So get that uh, and read it. Those are the things that you should do. Um, Other new comics that started, I think since the last time we spoke, um, Diesel from Tyson Hesse, which is – uh, uh, an awesome original series that he's doing with Boom. He's writing and drawing and coloring it. Um, and it is awesome. Just it's a cool – it has some, you know, flavors of Miyazaki in there. Um, a young girl whose father was uh, a ship captain on the sort of flying vessel of some kind. It's a neat retrofuturist Um, style very very cool Um, some really neat characters and I'm excited to see where it goes but just a super solid first issue so go check out Diesel it's one of uh, the boombox comics which I find they don't do a lot of promotion for (laughs) (laughs) and uh, so here I am telling you go read Diesel it's so good Dyson's amazing and his art is so amazing so go check that out it's an all ages comic Um, but uh, anyone can enjoy it Jughead just started the newest series from Archie, which is helmed by two of my favorite people on this earth—comics creators or friends, uh, Chibs Darski and Erica Henderson. And Erica is the you know, the guest we had on our last show at Tapaticon, and uh, Chip, we've had on the show before, and he is the artist of Sex Criminals. Erica is the artist on Squirrel Girl, um, and they came together in a beautiful union, uh, giving birth to this glorious baby that is Jughead, and it is so fun and so weird, and the love that they have for classic Archie rivals my own. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's really fun. I love Chip's writing. I'm so happy that he's doing so much in comics now and that I get to read it. Um, You know, working with them is a huge part of why I'm excited to do Hellcat because Howard and squirrel girl are just so great so go check out Archie um and as well when you do it uh the new Archie series that Mark Waid and Fiona Staples are doing is is still fantastic there's three issues out of that they're going to be changing artists and switching things up but the people they've got slated to work on it like Veronica Fish are incredible and I've seen uh some stuff from what's coming up there and it is awesome I love the new Archie it's so great I love everything that they're doing um and uh, as everyone keeps telling me every time I mention it, gosh, I hope they do Josie and the Pussycats. And man, so do I. <laughs> um, the other major thing that came out that I think people should be uh, looking at if you were into the show is the Over the Garden Wall comic that Boom's putting out right now. Um, I actually, the tattoo I talked about earlier is an Over the Garden Wall tattoo that I got today because I am that big of a fan. <laughs> I just really like this show, it's so great. Um, And I've spoken about it before, but it's a really awesome uh, 10-part miniseries comic or cartoon, and uh, it is in this beautiful, you know, early sort of -of turn-of-the-century storybook style about a couple of boys who venture into the unknown, Um, and it is this beautiful wind-in-the-willows-looking a uh, fantasy other world Narnia type story and it is just so great so there's a comic that explores a bunch of the characters in the show and then you know different um, different situations and uh, and lands and and things from the show and uh, Pat McHale, who you know basically created the show it was was the showrunner on over the garden wall was writing the comic uh, along with Jim Campbell and uh, doing the art and and uh, Danielle Bergeson. It looks, it's just very pretty and it's very fun. And if you're into the show, you should read the comic. Um, there is, as always, so much more than that uh, and stuff that I need to read. And I have a stack of graphic novels next to my bed that is uh, rivaling uh, my nightstand at this point. <laughs> comics, comics drown you is what they do, especially when you start working in them and you don't have the time to read them. Um, in between all of that, I have somehow managed to find time to read a prose novel. I'm getting through the third Miss Peregrine's book right now, which is called Library of Souls, and it just came out. And that is a really, really awesome. Again, it kind of has that Narnia feel. I'm really, I'm really into books and stories about parallel worlds. I guess, um, and so it is a it's a really neat story about people who are born peculiar, uh, which is sort of like. X-Men type characters only nowhere near as fantastical. It's and, and there are a lot of things trying to kill them and they are just kids. Uh, so it's really great. Uh, the third one just came out. There's going to be a movie next year. And uh, I've also been listening to the audiobook of Lock and Key, um, one of my favorite comics from Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez and uh, the first book I was ever published in. So I have obviously a soft spot for it. Um, and it's a great time of year. So if you have an Audible account or you can get one um, – the Lock and Key audiobook is free until November 4th, I think, so it's an audio play. It's I say audiobook, but it, yeah, it is a play. Um, so I do think it's easier to listen to if you've read the comic, but I think you could do it either way, and it's just a really neat... Uh, live, live action type retelling of the story. It's hard to describe, <laughs> uh, but it's free, so why not check it out and find out for yourself? Um, so get into all of those things. Um, I will come back next episode with even more spooky Halloweeny recommendations. You can guarantee I'm going to talk about Joe Hill and Scott Snyder and uh, Emily Carroll spoiler alert <laughs> um from here we uh, we're gonna go into our interview with Chris Sabella from the clown motel we called him on the phone and his uh his voice is not crystal clear but um, the occasional hang-ups and brief interruptions only serve to undermine or underline the <laughs> the creepiness that is the clown motel so
2: let's talk to Chris going you interview you now. She's gonna ask questions. question. He's gonna interview you. Kate's gonna interview you now. This is the interview
1: section. So today we are talking to Chris Sabella, who is the writer of comics such as Welcome Back and High Crimes, but he is also living for a month in the Clown Motel. <laughs> Hi, Chris.
0: Hi, Kate.
1: <laughs> There's no better intro, I think. <laughs> You're living yeah, in the Cloud Motel. Let's just get into it. Um, how's life in the Cloud right. Motel?
0: Uh, it's okay. I'm uh, I'm taking things day by day. Um yeah. Trying trying not to think too big picture. Um, so every day is a new adventure. Um, sometimes I get super depressed, and sometimes I get really manic. Um, <laughs> So it's a a whole odyssey out
1: here. Yeah. I was trying to explain this to somebody, to a bunch of people at Thanksgiving here in Canada last night. Um, And, like, it was one of those things that there was a long table of people, and then at one end of the table, someone was like, wait, who's, what's a clown motel? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, no, it's, well, you can probably explain the Kickstarter and what you're doing better than I can.
0: Uh I guess, yeah. I have trouble answering the question why, as long as I don't have to do that.
1: (laughs) No, no, Um, no why, just like what? Okay. (laughs) To what end?
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, I've stayed in the clown motel before, uh, and I wanted to come back here, um, and I thought uh, maybe I should come back here for a month, uh, because I was only here for a couple days before, and... Yeah, then I thought, what if I made the internet uh, sort of dare me into it? Because I didn't really want to pull the trigger on that myself. So I set up a Kickstarter, asking for like forty-five hundred dollars, and then it got funded in uh, four hours, yeah. and I was I was forced to leave my house and come to the clown motel for a month. So,
1: so the clown motel itself is in Tanopa. Tonopah. Tonopah. in what state Nevada Nevada um and it is a road roadside motel,
0: yeah, we're right on highway ninety five which um is usually it connects Las Vegas and Reno,
1: oh wow, but That's we're, a space yeah, <laughs> but we're
0: dead center between the two of them, so either of them is a good two hundred plus miles away. Oh God, yeah
1: yeah so if i'm i mean i might be describing this wrong because erica and i talked about it a lot on the last podcast like we spent <laughs> we spent most of the episode talking about the x-files and the clown motel um because i am so fascinated by this because i just love when people uh do really weird shit so it is a, a clown themed motel
0: yeah yeah uh, there's uh there's clown paintings in every room. There's a, a hand painted clown on every door. Okay. And the, the front the front office has about five hundred plus clowns from all over the world, uh displayed glaringly. Yeah. And yeah, lots of clown signage. So and it's very festively painted, I guess.
2: Yeah. Blue
0: and white. I mean it's not that festive, but more <laughs> More than the other motels here.
2: like
1: Depressingly festive. (laughs) Yes. Depressive.
2: That's
0: a good way to describe it. That's the clown (laughs)
1: motel. So it exists, this terrifying entity, alone on a highway, um, or like near a highway, next to a turn-of-the-century graveyard?
0: Yeah, it's a graveyard from, it has bodies from 1901 to 1911, so it's a very short short run for a graveyard i'm still trying to figure out why they gave up on it and theoretically there's another graveyard in town because there are still people living and dying here but i don't know where it is
1: i love that it's such a specific period of time like i've never heard of a graveyard (laughs) only hosting 10 years worth of bodies
0: yeah like that seems crazy to me Yeah, I don't know if it's because the majority of people who are buried there are miners because this used to be a silver mining town. Right. So they had a lot of mining accidents. So there's a whole row of people who died during a mine fire. And and then the rest are sort of, I'd say like 60% of the headstones have the cause of death on them. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you can kind of survey the graveyard and see who died of what. And so oh, because what was the of,
1: what was the really good one you guys found?
0: Oh, uh, life became a burden for her.
1: Right. <laughs> she died in like 1908 or something, right?
0: Yeah, and, and then, this woman was. but yeah, uh, Carla Pacheco is out here, right. and uh, she saw another, or we saw another headstone that also said, "Life became a burden." And Paula was on some weird cemetery conspiracy kick. Yeah. Like, she, she somehow wanted to link everything up. But she did set, figure out that the the guy died, or I guess killed himself, uh, about a week after she killed herself. Wow. So, so, yeah, she basically, like, created a connection that I never would have created myself. So, good on her.
1: Which is amazing. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: our good friend and friend to Little Dogs and also one of the most terrifying people alive, Carla Pacheco, um, who mm-hmm. drove for several days to get to the Clown Motel. She's just been doing this tour um, and stayed with you. Uh, and you went and had Smirnoff Ice in a turn-of-the-century graveyard next to a clown motel. Are yeah, all, like, these are all facts.
0: <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's how we party out here in Tonopah.
1: It astounds me and i love it so much um so to continue on because i have like (laughs) i'm so excited to finally talk to you there because everyone in my life is like why do you care so much about (laughs) about the fucking clown motel and i don't know i don't know what it is it's like you're living in an x-file to me at this point like why like i guess you know you said you couldn't explain why but It's a clown motel in the middle of nowhere between Reno and Vegas. Next to a turn of a century graveyard in a town with two abandoned mines.
0: Uh yeah. Well there's the the main abandoned mine is a silver mine. Right. Um, and then and then there's there's a turquoise mine here as well, one of which is abandoned. The other is still I think it's semi active. I haven't gone on the tour yet. Uh, it costs $100, and but the upside is you get to take all the turquoise you find home with you.
1: So. <laughs> well, come on. You got that Kickstarter money. Hit up the turquoise mine.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's on my <laughs> list. I'm just, uh, you know, prioritizing
1: Um so, yeah, to anyone listening who's expecting a comics podcast, th- this episode is all about the Clown Motel, uh, or almost entirely, um, because I have so many questions that Twitter is not big enough for. Um, or, like, I need tone. I need the conveyance of emotion. <laughs> um, so, you did this Kickstarter to raise money to live for a month in the Clown Motel and to write a book about it, yes? Yes. 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 And you are currently undergoing that procedure. I don't know how else
0: to phrase it. I am, yeah. Today is my official halfway mark, so.
1: Oh, congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) And so what were the, because I backed this Kickstarter, obviously, because I had to get in on uh, possibly the way that you die. I mean, no offense,
0: Mm -hmm. but. (laughs) No, no. I think that's, for a lot of people, that's been the main incentive. Yeah. And and they don't even know me. It's just they want to see somebody go and die at a clown motel. So
1: yeah, well, for fifteen bucks, you can't get much better entertainment.
0: <laughs> it is a pretty good bargain.
1: <laughs> no, I like you as a person, so I hope that you don't die, but I hope that you experience several true horrors over the process of your stay um, and survive them to become a stronger person. Um,
2: sure.
1: So, but what I want to go over. Uh, and to have you explain them is the Kickstarter reward levels that you introduced um, after you unexpectedly <laughs> made your goal in four hours.
0: Well, the stretch goals?
1: Yes, please. Tell me about them.
0: Yeah. Um, so the first one was uh, to, that I would buy a clown suit. Right. Uh, and But I, I made sure to say in the description, like, I'm not going to wear it outside of the room. Like, this is weird enough as it is. But (laughs) I will wear it in the room and possibly sleep in it. And I've already fulfilled both of those. Um, You slept in the clown suit? uh, Accidentally. (laughs) How? um, Well, I I was... I put it on. I put it on. It was actually uh, a week ago yesterday. I put it on, like, to celebrate the end of my first week. Mm -hmm. And so... so, uh, but it is a clown suit built for somebody who's about a foot shorter than me, so <laughs> it really rides up in the crotch, and it's uncomfortable <laughs> oh, to, like, God. sit around with a full clown suit on. So right. then I just took I took the top off, um, and the pants felt pretty good. Like, they're, like, you know, fakes, you know, uh, satin or rayon or something, but it was, <laughs> like, you know nice and cool so (laughs) I just left I left the clown pants on and just had the top half sort of hanging and then uh, yeah then I dozed off um, like you do right Uh, so that that's the first stretch goal right Um, the uh, the second one is uh, uh, we're going to make a comic about the clown motel right but I haven't really figured out what that's going to be so um, but it'll be included along with the book so um, and then the third stretch goal was uh, the seance uh, yeah. that we're holding
1: please tell me that's more about that I kn-
0: yeah I knew that's the one you were about to hear about yeah, I'm, but-
1: well how oh yeah sorry that I'm no- I don't I do not can not be <laughs> chill about the fact that you're holding a seance in a clown motel like please right. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah so that'll be uh, I actually just talked to my friend Terry, um, who he used to be a magician, like a professional magician, uh, back in the olden days, and he offered to come and do a séance here. So I made it a stretch goal, and right. so yeah, he has promised results, uh, and he's bringing like some sort of special table and. Mm-hmm. I think probably midnight on Saturday, Uh, we're going to hold a seance in my clown motel room and I'll film it just in case anything happens. Uh, Cameras will be rolling. Um, And yeah, I don't really know (laughs) what to expect from that. That was never on my agenda. It's just a thing like, which seems to be the tenor of this whole project is that things just pop up randomly and that was a thing. And I was like, well, I have to, I have to go for that. So
1: so that's going to be a thing that is going to be online or like if you backed the Kickstarter. Do you get to watch the seance?
0: Yeah, I'm going to post it for uh, anyone who has access to the blog. Uh, right. And then eventually, like, I, I might really – I mean, yeah, I still don't know what I'm doing with all this stuff. But <laughs> I'm just <sighs> – I have so many photos and like weird audio recordings and uh, yeah. Um,
1: when do we get to see it all?
0: I'm slowly trying to put it up on the internet, but the uh, the internet here is really garbage. So every time I want to do something internet intensive, I have to get in my car and drive to the casino. That's like <laughs> a mile down the road, right? And they have really good Wi-Fi. So then, but yeah, it's just. Sometimes when you're in the clown motel room, it's like, do I really want to, like, put pants on and, like, go to a casino so I can use the internet? And so it's been a struggle to make myself go over there.
1: I understand. Um, I feel like I would want to leave the clown motel as often as possible. But I'm a different person. (laughs) I'm not the kind of person who could live for a month at a clown motel.
0: Right, right, uh, yeah, and there are some days where I'm very eager to get out of here, but mm-hmm. you know some days I'm just like want to see what's happening in the outside world, like I don't want to deal with anything, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's it's a very uh, you know, and I haven't been getting much sleep because the curtains here aren't hotel blackout curtains, they're just gauzy white curtains, so oh no. Yeah, and I keep late hours, so, like, I'll go to bed around 4, and then, you know, sun is up around 8, and then I'm usually awake by 9 uh, oh. or 10, oh. regardless of, yeah. So the clown
1: is going to kill you in a very unexpected way, just due to, yeah. like, sleep
0: deprivation. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But Robert Wilson, uh, sent me a sleep mask in the mail. So okay, good. I was going to say,
1: I would have got on that.
0: Yeah. No, it's, I'm, I'm, and I I'm finally <laughs> slept through the first night, like, Without having ripped it off in in horror because right. I'm not used to sleeping with something binding my face, so.
1: right? Which I can imagine I'm if you remember lot. that you're in a clown motel and something's covering your face. That that could be a moment of fear.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm learning to live with a lot of new things. So tell tell me way. what
1: else? What else is new? How's life changed since living in the clown motel?
2: <laughs> hmm. I'm
1: gonna um, ask you about the blood you found too. Um, sure. Sure. Yeah.
0: That's different, definitely. But, uh, well, just uh, before before I came back here to uh, talk to you, I I went to what I guess is my favorite restaurant in Tonopah. And I walked in, and it was full of, like, native Italians, um, all speaking Italian. And, like, I wasn't – there were so many people in the restaurant, I just turned around and left because, like, I I hit like that like I'm not used to this many people being in a room anymore. Like I'm I'm used to a couple people being in a space, like no matter where I go, like it's never crowded. Right. Um you can you can go to the bar on Friday night and it's still pretty sparse. So so yeah, I uh like suddenly I saw a crowd and was like, Oh, I didn't think of the next go. Uh, um, so yeah, there's that. Um I have learned to fear people more, uh, <laughs> because yeah, there's a it, the I think the end result of this whole thing is that it's not clowns or ghosts that are scaring me. It's it's other people in Konapa, uh specifically like people lurking around the clown motel. Uh, like we have this guy, the drunk cowboy, who shows up every three to four days to just walk around and swear at everybody.
1: <laughs> at the Clown Motel?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's really angry at the Well, like, uh, what's Clown his hotel. affiliation?
1: Does he live nearby? Is he staying at the hotel?
0: No, he... I believe he has some sort of weird camp set up behind it. <laughs> uh, but he also, like... He also relies on the kindness of, of people around here, because I heard somebody like offer him their couch. And then I think let him use a bed because they were all talking about him and, and wondering if he was dead or not. (laughs) So here's a weird thing is yesterday I woke up and there was a message, uh, to me on Twitter from this, uh, from this girl named Megan who she lives in Oakland, but she is also in Tonopah at the moment. And she is also writing a book, uh, but she is writing a book about the entire town. So, she came over so we could kind of compare notes and she filled me in on a lot of stuff. Um, like the drunk cowboy's actual name is Jeff, which I never knew. Um, and, and he works for the guy who owns the clown motel Oh, at, at a pawn shop downtown called the, the Hawk shop. But wow. yeah, Apparently he's not getting paid enough or he's angry about his working conditions because then he just comes by here, I think, to take out his rage on Bob, the owner, uh, by walking around and swearing and just complaining. Like, the first time I encountered, he was angry at the people in the room next door to me who I think were bikers, and he was angry that they wouldn't let him... they wouldn't let him join their biker gang. (laughs) And then uh and and then the last time I saw him, he was angry because somebody owed him two steaks, but they weren't giving them to him.
1: Wait, two steaks, like food
0: yeah, <laughs> uh I feel bad to laugh at this at the- man's
1: misfortune, but he is a very strange individual,
0: <laughs> yeah, and they called the cops on him, like the cops showed up the last time, and but they couldn't catch him like he went. He went around behind the back of the clown motel, which is full of all these weird sheds that I don't know what to
1: Oh, what's my God. Um, this is just like, every time you introduce a new element to this quilt of insanity.
0: Yeah, it just grows, like, yeah, I could spend, you know, a year here and, like, keep digging up bizarre stuff. I'm so um,
1: curious about the woman who's there also writing a book about the town. Because how can there be two people living in and documenting this town, like this insane (laughs) town?
0: I have no idea. It's the most, like, bizarre coincidence. Um, Like, she's been working on it since September. Oh, wow. And so she hasn't been here since September, but she, like, came up for a visit and went back to Oakland. And now she's here for another visit and is going back tomorrow. Um but she's doing like honestly, I feel like her book is gonna be like ten times better than mine because so she's doing like in depth reportage uh like interviewing townspeople uh like she's try- she's the one who told me that Jeff was his name, and she but she can't get an interview with him um well then you've to got a-, down a
1: you've got a scooper you gotta wait. <laughs> Like sit outside, sit outside in a lawn chair of your room with like a bottle of Jack Daniels. Wait for this guy. Give him an offering, and get get the scoop. You got to do it.
0: Well, all right. <laughs> Listen, if you I am so, here. Then I guess I will.
1: I'm here for nothing but talking people into bad choices. So well, it's
0: not like I can make any worse choices. Than well, I've made. like.
1: So in trying, again, to explain my fascination with this project, which, I mean, we can all admit that I have been way too into this. Like, I have been drawing clowns every day (laughs) since you've Mm -hmm. been there, which is, like, my version of Inktober, which everyone does. I was like, I don't want that. I want to draw scary clowns. Um, Is that, like, you went there. So when you stopped there the first time, was it because you were actually traveling or did you go there – On purpose
0: oh it was a destination vacation like we were we were coming here specifically to come here um yeah it was a weird my friend Sheena she lives in Kansas City and when I lived there we used to be adventure buddies and we'd talk each other into all sorts of bad ideas and yeah I I found out about the Klein Motel and then I told her about it and then it became this sort of back and forth dare uh, via Facebook Messenger like we're totally going to do it. It's like, okay, well I'm booking a flight. <laughs> All right. And then suddenly, yeah, it's like the. it was the week before Valentine's day. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I drove from Portland down to LA and then I drove from LA to Vegas. I picked her up. Uh, we stayed that night at the circus circus. Cause why not? Of course. Um, and then, and then <laughs> we left in the morning for here and you know, it's about a, Three and a half hour, four hour drive from mm-hmm. Vegas. And then, yeah, then we got here and it's like, okay, I guess we're here. Like, now we have to figure out what to do for a weekend. Right. Um, and it was a lot cooler than I think either of us. Like, I think we just thought, like oh, we'll go to a clown motel and then something will happen. Yeah. But there's a lot of weird old stuff in town. You know, you can walk through the old silver mine, oh. uh, which is like, 20 acres of, like, weird abandoned buildings and machinery. Uh, and there's a the Central Nevada Museum, which has bombs and, old, like, rickety shelters and stuff like that. And, yeah, the Mizpah, which is this five-story hotel, super fancy. And up until, I think, basically up until Vegas was built, it was the tallest building in Nevada, that's um, amazing. So it's just like, and it's all in the middle of nowhere. And I like, yeah, that just like really fixated me. And I think that the large reason why I came back is to understand it.
1: I think it's so, it's so strange. Like, I, I mean, I started listening to, again, about the time that you went to the Clown Motel to the audiobook of American Gods um mm-hmm. then neil gave book obviously and with like you know the cast and everything and it's been so weird because i just finished it but like reading that along while following the kickstarter and the eventual relocation to the clown motel is so funny to me because i mean the whole conceit of that book is that these weird places these roadside attractions are actually like hallowed places. <laughs> yeah. And, and the idea that someone would build this clown motel and that you are sort of inexplicably drawn to it is so fascinating for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's fascinating to me. Like, I'm not sure what it is about it that, like, compels me. Um, and I've tried to put it into words, but I really can't. Like, it's just, I think everything here is, like, all these things on their own would be perfectly normal. But if you squeeze them all into one place, like it just ticks all my boxes and suddenly it's like, I don't believe in God or anything. So like this is as close to like a religious pilgrimage I make.
1: Well, that's kind of how I felt about it. It's like, there's got to be a reason. Like, when I talk about this, it's so funny because I, I I keep talking about it because it's a great conversation piece. Like, my friend is living in a clown motel. Who doesn't want to talk about that? <laughs> um, <laughs> but it it is, like, I, I'm not making fun of it in any way. Like, I genuinely find it fascinating. And I'm, like, especially when Carla came to visit you, And she posted so many more photos in, like, a 24-hour period than I had seen, like, from your Twitter. And it just, like, it expanded this world in, like, in ways I didn't know. I was like, oh, my God, there's so much here. Like, the photo, because I hadn't seen the photo of the main office of the Clown Motel with all of the weird tiny clowns and, like, all the figurines. And that changed the whole thing for me because I had no idea it was that creepy. It is really creepy. Yeah, I posted one. Well, maybe I might have missed it.
0: Yeah. Also, I kind of take a lot of this. Oddly, I take a lot of this stuff for granted now. It's just like, yeah, of course, you know, there's 500 clowns in the front office. Like, why wouldn't there be?
1: (laughs) Well, a friend of mine, um, Kendra Wells, stayed in a a B and B somewhere in upstate New York, I think, or somewhere recently where that had. all porcelain dolls, Just the hotel, like the B&B was just full of porcelain dolls. And I've stayed in in a similar bed and breakfast. And I am so curious about the people who get to the point where they're like, well, I own 75 clown figurines, but why stop there? Like I've already abandoned any hope (laughs) of not living with unending clowns. Let's just do the full-on, like, descent into madness here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, But it's not, like, I'm still trying to get a clear answer on that because the current owners, they didn't come up with it. Like, they bought the motel, like, lock, stock, and barrel from the previous owners. Um, And I think they just realized, like, well, there's not really any other clown motels out there. Like, this is a pretty good gimmick. So they just rolled with it. Um, And apparently a lot of the clowns are donated. Like, people bring them with to the clown motel or, like, mail them to the clown motel. Well,
1: and that's the thing. Like, that's where it comes back to this American Gods thing for me. It's like it becomes Mm -hmm. the clown epicenter of the West Coast. Yeah. (laughs) This weird— Yeah. I just—it's so interesting. Like, why? Just why and how— (laughs) does this come to be?
0: Yeah, it's it's a weird chain of events, like why build a motel right next to a cemetery? Um, Yeah. Somebody decided to do that.
1: (laughs) It's like slightly better than when you build a restaurant next to a cemetery. I always find that pretty unsettling.
0: I don't know that I've been to a restaurant near a cemetery.
1: There used to be in Halifax, it's since changed, um, but there used to be a subway next to a funeral home. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Which I always thought was pretty great, because you would not want to be in either business that smelled like the other one
0: yeah i knew I knew a girl when I lived in Chicago and she lived above a subway. Oh my um, God, how could and, you do it? Well, yeah, she eventually got uh briefly institutionalized like for a lot of reasons, but uh I think some of it was that she just got driven insane by. Because you'd go to her place and it was just, like, everything smelled like Subway. And it was like, yeah, how could you not go crazy living above that?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's living in a clown motel and then there's living above a Subway. And I would choose the clown motel any day. (laughs) (laughs) That smell, that Subway smell. Like, what is it? It's just this weird, the weird fake bread and fake meat to, like, and it's ubiquitous. It's in every subway. It smells exactly yeah. the same.
0: That's how you know, you know you can trust it because it smells like all the others that you've eaten and not gotten horribly sick at yet.
1: <laughs> so, okay, so things that I've picked out in terms of fall obsessively following this, this religious pilgrimage to the Clown Motel, um, the first night that you were there, you found up to – two to three incidents of blood in your room?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not blood. So, um, but yeah, it's on the curtain right next to where I sit and work. Mm-hmm. And somehow I had not, I would not noticed it the first like evening I was here, but then the next day I look over and it's like, well, that's, that shouldn't be red. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was like, two Few swatches on the curtain, and then there's like a drip of it on the baseboard below it. <laughs> but it's all it's all really red, so like
2: yeah, it would dry darker, told me,
0: right? Yeah. So yeah, I told the internet about that, and they're like, ah, oh, it's not blood. And then the next morning, <clears throat> I went through the bathroom. Well, there's like there's a bathroom with just the tub and the toilet, and then there's the sink outside and I was at the sink outside like brushing my teeth and I look up and there's like splatter, black splatter on the ceiling. Um, and I was like, okay, I can accept that this stuff on the curtains isn't blood, but like this seems like, I don't know how you get something that dark and blood looking like on a ceiling, unless it's blood.
1: Yeah. I love it.
0: So
2: I don't
1: yeah. know how you sleep in there. Like, those those thin <laughs> curtains would not be my greatest problem. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I forgot about the blood, honestly, until you brought it up again. Oh, like I had to. Another,
1: I had to. It's
0: another thing. You know, it's like the clown portraits on the wall. Like, I hardly even notice that they're there anymore.
1: And there are different clown portraits in every room. Mm-hmm. And Car- yeah, because Carla had, I don't know if she posted photos of her clowns.
0: Yeah, she she only had one portrait, but it has three clowns on it. Um, oh. And when you and when you stand underneath it, it looks like one of the clowns is staring right at you.
1: Oh, I don't I don't like that ever or at all. <laughs> I'm just wondering like, okay, so there I assume that there are some people who stay there because they're driving and need to stop. Yeah. But I that, mean, what percentage of people get off the highway, see the terror. It is terrifying. The clown motel sign, all the signage and decoration is like, is like, you will be murdered. Like we could not be any clearer that if you stay here, you Mm -hmm. will die. Um, So like how many people stay there? Like, is it a busy place or are you kind of the only one?
0: No, it's, it's pretty busy. Um, But I would, I would say 95% of the people are people who are just coming to sleep somewhere and wait for the sun to come up? Yeah, because the, the the roads out here are terrifying once the sun goes down because there's no lights, there's no overpasses, there's no cities in the distance. Like it's you're just desert, driving, right? yeah, and you're just driving in a sea of blackness. There's if you're lucky, there's somebody like a mile ahead of you or behind you, but otherwise, like. Yeah, you're just driving in a car in blackness. So everybody, I think everybody goes to all the other motels first.
1: Yeah. Because
0: <laughs> the no vacancy signs, I've never seen the no vacancy sign lit here. I'm starting to suspect it's burned out. <laughs> but uh, all the other places in town, like every night, are all no vacancy. But they do pretty good business here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then in the morning, you know, uh, all the cars leave, and it's basically my car and like two people who work here. Wow. Yeah.
1: So when you came in and said, because I assume by this point they must have some idea that like you're doing a project or whatever. Like, have you have you explicitly told them what it, this is about?
0: No, no. I mean, they know, they know I'm doing some sort of Kickstarter and they know that I'm writing something. But beyond that, I don't... Not that they've explained to me, and I'm not really... I felt pretty... uh, I don't know. I guess I thought I was, like, pulling one over on The World or something. I was like, they don't know about this. Like, no one's brought it up. And then the... Yeah, the owner came by and mentioned... uh, Because two people or one guy who follows me on Twitter and like donated to the Kickstarter. He just came out here with his like 80 year old dad. Um, cause they wanted to go on a road trip. So they came to the clown motel. Did you hang out um, with them? Very briefly. Like, uh, wow. I chatted with them and then, uh, we watched the sunset together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, that's amazing. But yeah, the, yeah, it's, that's a a whole other weird aspect. Uh, But yeah, the owner basically said like, oh, and your buddies who helped pay to get you here, they're in the room over there. I was like, oh, crap.
1: Yeah. But you can't really stop that from happening, Uh, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, and sort of in the back of my brain, I kind of suspected they knew, but they just, you know, like what's the end game and them bringing it up to me. Yeah, I, I think we're all just like, sort of mutually pretending that nothing is going on right
1: so in the end like goal for this because you are normally a comics writer
2: Mm -hmm.
1: but um this is going to be a prose book that's just about the clown motel or about your experience at the clown motel are there any fictional elements to it
0: um no it'll be i mean it'll be non-fiction and yeah, it'll just be about living in a clown motel for a month. Like that was, Yeah. I don't really know what the book is going to be yet. Um, fortunately, I have until January to finish it. So right. I'm, I'm just taking copious notes. I'm tweeting a lot. I'm, uh, you know, I'm doing blog entries and like recording stuff. And so, yeah, at some point I'll just sit down with everything and try and thread it all into some kind of narrative. I'm not sure what that is yet,
1: though. I assume you're, yeah, taking a lot of notes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, okay, so, I mean, if people haven't been following you along on Twitter, because a lot of people would listen to this just because they are used to listening to a podcast where we talk about comics things, but not this time. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> because screw it. I am so much more interested in this um, right now. Uh, I don't I, – there are probably not any comic shops in – in the Clown Motel, town in Tonopah? Tonopa?
0: No, Tonopa. Tonopa. Uh, no, no. I think I tried to find the nearest. I think the nearest one is in Vegas. Oh so, wow! So, yeah,
2: and that would far.
0: that would feel like. I have thought about driving to Vegas, like, but it feels like cheating to me, so yes. I haven't done it. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I'm just buying stuff uh, on Comicsology while I'm here. Like, Which yeah, that makes I, sense. Yeah, I had to go to the casino to download Paper Girls, but it wasn't worth it. <laughs> it's so, so
1: good. Um, okay, so because I feel like people who, who haven't been following her, who, who might not have seen all the updates or whatever, um, I know we heard about Jeff, but are there any other mm-hmm. significant events or anecdotes from your time so far at the Clown Motel that you think we should know about?
0: Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh Well, I did, the first week I was here, there also happened to be a conference of all these curators of Nevada museums, and they decided to hold their conference in Tonopah for the weekend. Um, And then through a weird chain of circumstances, like one of them took a photo of themselves in the parking lot of the Clown Motel. And then somebody I know on Twitter was like, oh, I know a dude who's living there for a month. And then they invited me out for drinks. So I went out drinking with, like, archaeologists and uh, and museum curators, which was uh, kind of the last thing I expected to do when I got here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think made the transition a little bit more difficult because uh, uh, every time I, like, like when Carla came and stayed or... Um, it's like I I have this moment of like, hey, like we're humans talking to each other and then I watch them like leave and I have to stay here. <laughs> um so uh so yeah, that was like went on all weekend. So like it was super weird like hanging out with like and trying to explain like what the hell I'm doing here to people who have like, you know, these super professional careers and lives. So um, I mostly tried to avoid the subject. Um, <laughs> there was a time I almost got, I think I almost got abducted off the side of the road. Please uh, go tell me more. That was, uh, it was about a week ago and I was, I was around midnight and I decided to go for a walk to sort of clear my head. Uh, Cause I was writing something. And so I, just started walking down the shoulder of 95, like through town. So it wasn't like I was just walking into the desert. And at that time of night, like traffic dies down to, you'll see a car every like seven minutes, right. uh, if not longer. And there's no street lights out here. So I'm walking in darkness and this, this truck comes from behind me. Uh, and it's like, you know, almost like a stereotypical like horror movie, creepy pickup truck. And I, I see the brake lights go on and then they pull over to the shoulder of the road. And it's like a couple car lengths ahead of me. And then they just sit there. Um, and I stopped and I was like, Nope, I'm good. And turned around and came back to like the clown motel was the point of safety. Like (laughs) if I can get, get back to the clown motel, I'll be okay. (laughs) so that was uh that was sort of yeah where things made a bit of a turn and i was like oh right like i i hadn't even factored the fact that like the desert is just like you know i guess the same as anywhere but maybe more is like where crazy people go so so i hadn't i hadn't factored in that whole element, so... Uh, and then Drunk Cowboy showed up, I think, a day later to really cement it into place, so...
1: The Clown Motel feels yeah. to me like the span of time between 3 and 5 in the morning where nothing is real. hmm Like, when I think of that area and, like, your time there, that's what it feels like to me. Like, if you stay up and you have a conversation at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I know that you keep weird hours, but, like, for an average an averagey like me who goes to bed at like one, Sure, <laughs> <laughs> if you stay up that late and you're talking to somebody, it's like, it's not real. So yeah. I don't know. I, I feel that that's what it must be like at some points of time, especially if you're staying up and being sort of nocturnal at the Clown motel.
0: Yeah, definitely. And to except for the casino closes at like 10 o'clock. Right. So, so yeah, once, and you know nobody here is like up partying so they all go to bed at a decent hour so yeah and things just get like deathly quiet like there's and yeah I I have moments where you know I'm just like what is like is this actually happening like this is just (laughs) like some weird delusion that I fell into a month ago and Mm -hmm. like and I'm still trying to claw my way out of um I took a nap the other day and had this really great dream that I was driving back to Portland. Um, <laughs> and then got this horrifying fear because I was like, oh, no, I didn't know any of the postcards or anything. Like, And that snapped me away. Um, but it was pretty good for about 15 minutes where I was like, oh, I'm free. Like, I'm out of here.
1: <laughs> it's going to be really good when you get home and, like, sleep in your own bed again. I can only imagine. I'm,
0: yeah, I'm super excited. Like, I try not to think about that far ahead, but uh, right. I've definitely, like, been, every now and then I'll sit down and, like, calculate what's the route I'm going to take home and, like, what podcast am I going to listen to all the way home. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> exciting stuff like that. and Yeah, I'm, you know, like, I think the Klein Motel is good for a week. Like, you could come here and stay for a week and have a really kick-ass week um, I think longer than that, you're really like pushing your limits of like, I don't know, isolation and weirdness and just. I like, think
1: yeah, I think that's why I love it so much. I think it's because it's this thing that you're doing that nobody, in a like, I think there are very few careers or like situations in your life where you could be like, I'm gonna go live at the clown motel, because like yeah. You know, if you had kids or whatever, like it's or if you had a day job and you had to like, I'm going to take a month off to live at the clown motel. Whereas in comics and where, you know, you're writing, I mean, we can both do our jobs from pretty much anywhere. So you can Mm -hmm. still script from the clown motel.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Which, like, thank God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was sort of, you know, my ulterior motive uh, in coming here was like. It's definitely the endurance part of it, but also, like, you know, I I don't know if you're the same, but, like, you know, it's like you're working from home. You're just so surrounded by distractions, even things that, like, wouldn't normally distract you. Oh, yeah. You're just stuck on stuck on something or you don't want to work on something and you find a way to divert yourself. Um, And here there's none of that. Like, there's, yeah. you know, even the, the TV in the room is, like, you know, from 1993. Uh, and gets, like, a bootleg Dish TV signal. So I couldn't even just, like, waste time sitting here watching TV because it's garbage, so.
1: Yeah, and the internet barely works.
0: Yeah, so I've been pretty laser-focused. Like, I've been
1: well, that's, knocking out scripts. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, like, that's part of the thing for me, I think, part of why I'm so fascinated by it is because I, I – crave those things too like i you know jeremy and i joke all the time because he has a day job outside of writing um Mm -hmm. but i do find it so much easier to work what even when i'm there like even in his apartment because it's los angeles and he does not live in like a walking area so there's not really anywhere you can go unless you're willing to walk like half an hour so Mm -hmm. i get a lot more work done when i'm in staying in his apartment because I'm like, right. you know, none of the stuff is mine. I don't under really understand how to work the PlayStation, <laughs> and it's like just a tiny spot. So I do, I do work a lot more. And his friends have a cabin that I keep every time I go visit. I'm like, we should go there. Like I'm so into the idea of just being somewhere isolated because I'm so hyper connected on the internet and everything. To be somewhere for a little while that like I can just work and like because I'm so. Yeah. I'm so easily distracted. It takes nothing.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, same here. Like, and even, like, you know, when I will, <clears throat> like, go to the coffee shop and it's like, I'm here to work. And, like, but I was still, you know, just falling in the same traps. And Yeah. This felt about as far from any familiarity I had with my world at large. Um, so I knew, like, I could come here and, like, my basic needs would be covered. But, you know, I wasn't going to be able to, like, go see a movie or really do anything that mm-hmm. I didn't bring with me. So, yeah, I brought... You know, I have a fact pack that's basically just full of comp- composition notebooks. Like, I have about 20 of them with me. So, I'm just... Yeah, uh, at this rate, it's like I'm... I want to write more than I'm physically capable of, uh, which is a weird feeling because it's almost always the inverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, like, that's been the one real upside to it is like, I'm just getting a lot of stuff done. Um You know, I'm also becoming <clears throat> socially isolated and feral, but, but, you know, I'm, I'm really getting ahead on work. So that's good.
1: But I think that that's kind of like a thing that I, I wish I could do, you know, I mean, I, when I'm in my apartment, I have two roommates. I'm on the internet all of the time. I'm like, I'm mm. working, but I'm in my house my cat's always bugging me. My roommates are always home. Like, there's always stuff going on. And I also, you know, I don't keep a normal schedule. I tend to wake up at, like, 1030 or 11 and start working instead of at, like, 8 in the morning. So I'll, you know, get showered and have breakfast and get to my desk. And it's, like, noon. And then my roommate comes home at 4 and is like, let's go for dinner. I'm like, okay, I did a day's work. It's (laughs) 5 o'clock. But I didn't, (laughs) you know. Then I have to come home at 7 and be like, oh, shit, I still need to work for four more hours. Um. So, that idea of, I mean, this place is, it's like, it's weirdly in the past. It's like you're somehow living in the desert in the 90s. Like, (laughs) yeah. Because it's just so technologically disconnected. And that's, yeah, yeah.
0: That's neat. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's definitely neat for a time. Like, I am excited to get back to a place where Wi Fi flows like water and, you know, um, I can purchase clothing or like the only clothing store in town is a western clothing store oh my God. Uh, and I'm tot- I'm not going to change my style at this stage in the game so
1: Have you bought anything cool <laughs> in Tonopah? Uh
0: no. <laughs> uh I'm trying- Have you <laughs> like stolen or really- acquired
1: anything cool?
0: <laughs> I got some rocks. Uh I got some pretty cool rocks. Uh <laughs> Yeah, there's not really, like, those kind of shops in town. Like, there's a couple, like, weird knick-knack shops, but they sell. It's, like, sub-precious moments stuff in there. Like, it's not geared to me. So Um, if anyone's
1: going to buy clothes, do they have to, like, drive several hundred miles?
0: Or just order from the mm, Internet? (laughs) I think, yeah, I think ordering from the Internet is big out here. Yeah. Um, the the Western store, you know, I think they they probably carry some stuff that's not Western clothing, but yeah, um, but yeah, like I think basically anything beyond your really basic needs, you have to drive. Like they don't have a hospital here.
1: Oh god, um, it
0: it closed like two months ago. Uh, so, and the one doctor in town went with them. So oh, this town is operating without a hospital. Like, so, oh my god.
1: How can you have a town yeah. with a clown motel and no hospital? Those things go I, together. That's peanut butter and jelly.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty horrifying. Like, uh, Jesus. Um, I talked to a girl who worked at the casino, and she's like, yeah, anytime my kid gets sick, like, I have to drive 80 miles up the road to Bishop, Nevada. Oh, my
1: God. Um,
0: yeah, so I feel it's, like that's, uh, like,
1: a restaurant without a toilet. Like, you have to have a hospital <laughs> in your town. <laughs> That's yeah, they have
0: a buttload of cops, like, a poli- lot of police here, uh, zero cops, two laundromats, um, and two pizza places. So I don't really get the math here sometimes.
1: That's insane. That's the most fascinating thing I've heard so far. Like, of everything in the Glamwood, the fact that the town doesn't have a doctor. Because it's not a hot, like, I know there's lots of rural pra- places that wouldn't have one or have a hospital, but that seems crazy to me.
0: Yeah, that's not even like, I'll tell you one more thing that I learned from Megan, who I talked to yesterday. Um, and you can Google this guy. Uh, he is a gentleman who got all these body mods to make himself look like a cat.
2: Oh, what?
0: Um he was he was born with the name Dennis, but then he changed his name to Stalking Cat. Um, <laughs> uh, so, and a- after after he got all that done, uh, he decided like, where should I move? Uh, I should move to Tonopah, Nevada. So he he, he moved here in two thousand seven.
2: I'm sorry.
1: That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. I mean, I know of lots of people who've done that, the body mod thing. Like, that's not so crazy, but what a place to choose to live.
0: Yeah. Like, the... So what does stalking cat
1: do now?
0: (laughs) Um, well, this is where the laughter ends, is because, uh, he killed himself in 2012. Oh, now I feel terrible. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Um... But yeah, just the like like that was like when she told me that I was like that like just the the whole odyssey of like you know you go through all this trouble to make yourself look like a cat like to completely sort of basically yeah. outcast yourself from society, and then you move to a town of two thousand people like that is from from the conversations I've had is not a very progressive town, no, um, I can't imagine. <laughs> So, yeah, and it's just, like, what what compelled him to move here? Like, um, yeah, so there's all sorts of, like, weird stuff like that. That's, oh. like, I... There's a place called Drunk Hill, uh, which I also found out about, which is just a uh, sort of a, I guess, it's an abandoned building where people, like, the hardcore alcoholics go in the middle of the day to get drunk. Oh, God. Um, and then uh, she told me. So she told me about Drunk Hill. And then she's like, "Oh, I forgot. I wanted to tell you that the guys at Drunk Hill know about you." Oh no! Um, what? <laughs> I know. Um, and I was like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, I was because she went over there. Like, like I don't even know if I would have the stones to go to uh, a scary shed full of alcoholics, but no, she went God. there and and." Yeah, like, she explained that she was, like, writing a book, and they're, like, she's, like, oh, you're not that person staying over at the clown, are you? Oh,
2: my God.
0: Yeah.
1: That is so scary.
2: That's so (laughs) scary. Yeah, it's
0: it's, it's a little flattering. It's a little (laughs) flattering because they know about me. But, yes, it's, it's mostly terrifying because they know about me.
1: I have all of these mental images of you, like pushing aside the saloon door to walk into the coffee shop that like hasn't changed since 1950 and everyone like turning to slowly like stare at you cause they know you're, you're the clown guy.
0: <laughs> I, I did have that moment when I went to the grocery store. Um, that was the only time that like I've seen people like sort of giving me side eye. Um, and I think it's just cause it's a grocery store. So that's like where, mm. you know, townspeople, see each other and it's like, well, who is this person? Like, you know, buying bread. Uh, like clearly they're not off from the road. Like this is somebody mm-hmm. in town, but I've never seen them before. Like, and I definitely was like, you know, this is a little, like, I'm not used to Yeah, that reaction. So, uh, Wow. So yeah, I've had a little taste of it, but by and large, you know, there's so many people just rolling through town from other places. Uh, but, People don't really pay other people that much money.
1: So how long are you, when do you get to leave? When does the nightmare end?
0: <clears throat> um, what's the, today's the 13th? Yes. Or no, today's the 14th, is it? Just
1: the 13th.
0: Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I get to leave in 15 days. So the 28th. Wow.
1: So you're home in time for Halloween.
0: Oh. Uh- Yeah, well, that's the fun part, is, like, I started this, initially the project was supposed to be, I get here October 1st, and I stay until 31st, or, you know, through the 31st, Uh, but then I found out a comic convention I'm going to their first day is on Halloween, so I'm going, I'm basically going directly from here, home to drop all my stuff off, and then driving to this Comic-Con in Tacoma, Washington.
1: Wow. So that'll be, like, I'm your gonna, your reentry to society.
0: I, yeah, and I'm just going to throw myself in the deep end, like, go right to a con, like, the, you know, the most, like, sort of uh, extroverted I ever get. Yeah. Uh, from this, like, month of the most introverted I've ever been. Yeah.
1: <sighs> I can't, I just can't even imagine. Like, I couldn't, I think I would completely go insane after about a week and a half.
0: Yeah. It's uh, you know, some days have been tough. I've, I've had days where it's like, oh, Christ, like I still have to do this. Like, um,
1: <laughs> but you got that seance coming but, up. That's something to look forward to.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I've I've established some rituals for myself. I go out and sit by the graveyard and watch the sunset every night, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and terrifying, like as. Uh, I, at this point, like, the graveyard is just, like, another place that I walk. Like, it's not even, like, like, I know there are dead people there, but, uh, um, yeah, know, that's also where, like, the feral cats <laughs> like to hang out, which makes it, I guess, would make it more spooky to some people, but kind of makes it less spooky to me. Um, mm-hmm. When you just see a cat, like, dozing off next to a grave. Right. Um but, yeah, like, the sunsets here are really beautiful, and it's, like, that's where I sort of have my moment of, like, okay, this is what I'm doing it for. It's, like, you know, like, I'm having, I'm seeing things that I would never see in my everyday life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, just sort of, like, that's nice, and then, I don't know, then then that's over, and then I have to figure out what I'm going to do for the rest of the night. But I find everything is kind of easier once the sun goes down in general.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, on account of uh, how we should actually talk about how you're a comics person, I feel that I owe that. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Let's segue into that, because I just needed to okay. talk about The Clown Motel for an hour, and now uh, we have done yeah. that. Um, you are—you've written a lot of comics. I know this about you. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now you've got a series coming out from Boom called Welcome Back. Yeah. Yeah. And that is two issues in— all yeah, right. the
0: second one comes out. Second one comes out tomorrow. So.
1: Okay. So when you're listening to this, it's probably already out, so you should get it. And it's yeah. a mini series.
0: Uh for now, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're still sort of waiting to hear if we get more issues or not. Right. Um I but know what the, that's like the first issue first issue sold out, so like things are promising on that front, but mm-hmm. you know, it's comics, so who knows what's gonna happen.
1: And it's a cool a cool comic about reincarnation.
0: Mm-hmm. Give us give us the spiel. Uh, well, it's about it's uh, in this world. Uh, everybody is reincarnated from their past lives, but there's a very small sliver of people that are called sequels. Who, when they hit a certain point in their lives, they remember all their previous lives and the fact that they're part of this war that's been going on since the beginning of time, uh, and basically each soldier has a target and vice versa. And once they become aware, then they start tracking down their target so they can kill them. Um, And then they kill themselves to chase their target into the next place. And it just repeats and repeats. And so we're in modern times where the story starts sort of following this, this girl who, you know, is just starting to wake up and realize what's happening and uh, kind of how she reacts to all that which is not great.
1: <laughs> That's very true. Um, but it's really cool. It's a really cool concept, and the art is beautiful. Like, it's a it's a great-looking book.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty happy. Like, I've been wanting to do it for several years now, so um, I feel pretty lucky that it, it's come out like it has. Mm-hmm.
1: That's very cool. And you have that big-ass collection of high crimes.
0: Yeah. That's still, yeah, that's the uh, High Crimes is like the book that like finally broke me into comics. Um, So it's nice to, I have a couple of copies because I'm going to see if maybe I can give one to the Clown Motel before I leave. (laughs) Let Uh, them know what you're about. Yeah, like, here's me. Now I'm going (laughs) to go. Oh,
1: man. Are you going to like... I mean, just to segue back into it for half a second, are you going to leave anything? Like, I think you should leave some sort of marker there, bury something,
0: or like, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna try and like maybe leave a note on the back of one of the clown paintings, but they're screwed into the wall. Oh, um, I guess to keep people from stealing them. Like, I don't know why anyone would, but uh, uh, somebody gave me like a handmade clown figurine at Rose City Comic Con. Mm-hmm. so i might I might see if they'll accept it as a donation, so it'll I think they probably would, here. yeah, I would I, hope so. I doubt um, anyone has
1: ever stayed there for a month before.
0: uh no i like I found out that like there was a dude who, i mean he works in town, but he stayed here like six months. oh my so. god but he you know he he's a local, so i I think it's less creepy if you're a local yeah, that's probably true.
1: <laughs> um so i know the kickstarter is over and we probably should have done this while it was still running but um you are well well overfunded um, oh yeah <laughs> so if people want to follow you and follow along with what's happening you are at xtop on twitter
0: yeah yeah x t o p and that's where i tend to do most of my like, I'm still playing catch-up on the blog, but, uh, yeah, I mean, my live updates are on Twitter, and, you know, that's sort of my only outlet most times, so.
1: I feel like it's probably helping a lot, like, just to It have is. Like, I don't
0: know. I don't know how I would do this without something like Twitter. Like, I would just be like, well, like, I assume the world is going on out there without me, um, so it's it's nice to have, like, Support, even if it's people supporting me getting murdered by ghosts. Like at least <laughs> at least they know I'm here and they have a vested interest of some sort. I so think, I think
1: most of us are, are definitely rooting for you. When it comes down to that last week, it's gonna be all of us like holding you, gently carrying <laughs> you back into the real world.
0: Ah, uh, I can't wait. I'm so excited, Like. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't wait to get out of here. Like, I'm just going to be real with you. Like, I just want to go. But I can't.
1: No, you've made this commitment. hmm Well, I'm very excited to follow along. When are you doing the seance? What's the date?
0: Uh seance is, uh, it's either Friday night or Saturday night. So All right. The 17th.
1: Cool. So, if people are interested, they should they should check in on your on your Twitter on those on those, those days. I would say.
0: <laughs> yeah, I will post uh, all spooky results, but the, the full unexpurgated video is only for for special people like you so who excited. back the campaign.
1: Yeah, I had to. Oh, this is also yeah. one other thing. If you didn't get on it, um, one of the earliest, the lowest backer reward is that you would whisper a name. In the clown motel or the graveyard of whoever donated or whatever name that they chose. I chose Ryan Gosling. Um,
0: <laughs> I'm still questioning that.
1: I don't know. I, I have my reasons. I just want to know what will happen. Okay. Well, because originally, I mean, my boyfriend and I both backed it. And then Jeremy and I were going to give each other's names. But I was like, right. we've had so much bad luck lately. I don't think I want to make it any worse. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I don't. I'm not risking it. So then we picked uh, different names. Um, but have you whispered them yet, or are you sort of doing them a piece at a
0: time? Yeah, I'm doing them piecemeal uh, just to keep it lively for me. Like, every day I'll 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 copy out a new list of names, and then I'll take a stroll in the graveyard and whisper them, or I'll just sit in my room and whisper them. I really but, I want to know... Yeah.
1: I want to know when Ryan Gosling's name is whispered in the clown motel graveyard.
0: I will let you know. Thank you. I, I, was pu- I was publishing, like, the lists of every night I did it, but then a friend of mine, she contacted me, and she's like, whoa, like, you can't publish the name I gave you, like, because it's her ex-boyfriend, and <laughs> she's trying to curse him.
1: Yeah, I thought about doing that. There was, like, one or two people that I was like, I wish ill upon you. Like, I, sure. I would like to do that, but then I was like, I don't... Somehow they'll find out. Somehow they'll know. So yeah. I'm just going to go with Ryan Gosling. I don't have any negative feelings towards him. I just want to know what happens when he's cursed by the clown motel.
0: <laughs> That's, yeah. Well, you picked a pretty visible person. That's good.
1: Because well, it didn't um, Jeremy put but, in, like, Mulder's name or something? Like, <laughs> I don't even think it was a real person. <laughs> but not I've, me. I've gotten
0: quite a few quite a few fake people. Yeah. Um The thing is, is, like, when I offered that reward tier, it was, you know, I will whisper thank you so-and-so, whoever donated. Um, And then I think it was, I think it was because you were talking about, like, I don't know if I want my name whispered in a clown motel, like, that I was like, oh, well, we can use this for cursing purposes as well. Yeah. So I just opened it up to be, like, whoever you want me to say, I will say.
1: I had a serious, like... 10 minute thought process about it which is hilarious but i was like i don't know if this is a thing that would give me more power or like completely destroy my life and i honestly thought to myself i was like you know what i don't need any more bad luck waiting for this visa application to go through like i don't i don't need that bad like juju going on like i don't (laughs) i don't need
2: this oh yeah just sitting in my desk
0: thinking about that Especially in the graveyard, like, because, you know, yeah. there's, like, several black black cats constantly crossing my path. Like, yeah. there's, a, there's a horseshoe hanging from the sign. Like, it's just this nexus of, like, good and bad luck exactly. all kind of hovering there.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's one of those things that, like, you know, when you do a blood ritual, like, it gives you more power because you did these bad things. Or if it would be, yeah. like... I don't know. I would fall down the stairs the next day or something. <laughs> or I mean more realistically nothing would happen, but I want to believe. I do. Sure, we all do. <laughs> um so Chris, you're going to a Comic-Con right afterwards. Can people find you there?
0: What's what's the deal? Where is it? Uh yeah, it's it's in Tacoma, Washington, so mm-hmm. it's not like a ton of your listeners will be there, but if you live near Tacoma, you can come see me at Jet City Comic Show on the thirty-first and the first, and then fun. I might I might be going to a con in Eugene, Oregon, but I still haven't heard back from them. So, um, so yeah, those those will be my last two public appearances uh, while I recuperate,
2: mm-hmm.
1: while you get over it. Um, so people can find you. It's Chris. Chris or ChristopherSabella.com?
0: Uh, ChristopherSabella.com.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Where people can find out everything that you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. I Yeah, I do. I've said it many times, but I encourage everyone to follow along with this adventure on Twitter because uh, it is wonderful and terrifying. And um, normally I end this by asking people what comics they're reading, but I know you've read Paper Girls, but I don't know, since comics don't really exist, where you are. <laughs> uh-
0: Oh, I brought I brought a lot with me, like, you know, one of the crappiest parts about becoming a, you know, uh, someone who writes comics is suddenly like, I don't know, my, my comics reading has really gone in the toilet. So, I brought, uh, I still have not read Saga, so I brought all of Saga with me. Wow. Um, I, I've read the first arc of Wicked and Divine, but I'm super behind on that, so I brought mm-hmm. those with me. Um Let's see. I've got, uh, um, I think I have the last couple issues of Sex Criminals. Um, So I've got, I brought some comics with me that it's like, okay, it's now or never. Like, if I can't (laughs) read them all in the, like, you know, most, like, with the most time I've ever had on my hands, then I'm never going to read them. Right. I feel you. So that's what I'm reading.
1: I love it um okay so everybody follow chris on the internet and you have just about two weeks left and then you'll be free and uh i hope that you survive i don't know what else to say i do i hope that you live through this and become a stronger person
0: well i believe you so i'm gonna i'm gonna take that to heart
1: um so good luck um thanks don't talk to too many strangers except for jeff okay i need you sure. get the scoop I'm going to check do in about my best this. To,
0: yeah. All right. No, I'll, I'll do my best to corner Jeff. <laughs>
1: um, I hope Jeff doesn't kill you. So if I talk to you into your own death, mm-hmm. I'm really sorry. Thanks for being a guest on our show. <laughs> the last thing you ever did as a living human. And uh, yep. yeah, um, I'm sure I will be talking to you soon. Good luck. Thanks.
2: All right. Bye, Chris. Bye. Bye.
1: Well, that's our show. So you can find me in London at Thought Bubble and then in Dublin in November. Um, I'll put all that stuff up online so you can know exactly where and when again. And then I go into hibernation until 2016. Such is the curse and I must obey it. If you feel like it, why not rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher? If you like this show and want to help us figure out if Chris Sabella is still alive, consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash less than live. Which, I mean, I hope Chris is more than live or at least live. Uh if you've got questions or want more you can find us on Facebook on Twitter at ltlcast and you can get show notes at lessthanlivecast.tumblr.com I'm off to California soon and then the UK and it's almost goddamn Halloween I'll miss you
0: Amnesia Forgetful Face. This was a Village Soundcast Network original production.
1: Why is that stuck in my head? Okay, I'm going to call Chris.